You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. Checkers Podcast. This is your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva, please believe her. And welcome to episode six. Six, 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 six. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. Let's get into our new music portion of the check-in. New fucking music. So. The hottest song of the week. Like, just. Let's really talk about it. Mm. ASAP Ferg and Nicki Minaj, Move Your Hips. Move Your Hips, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when these two link up on a track, it's, it's a big so thing. New York. It's a big thing. It's the sure. Harlem and Queens connection. Like, it's just a vibe. It's a big like, thing. Like, they haven't missed on a track yet. Period. Running, she body. This, she body. I'm correct, though. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm a bad when they see me, it's respect, respect though. though. Yeah, nah, come on, all right. She really body, and I was a little um, taken back because people didn't really understand how she opened the verse. So they thought she said, all of you bitches is fools. No, fool. Like, she <laughs> beat y'all bitches up. All of y'all bitches is fool. And I'm like, y'all didn't get that? Like, It went over the heads. Like, you know, they not just in tune. They not from New York. All of you bitches is fool. Let me just tell y'all. Yeah. And that's my new go-to, just like that. That's how you clear, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we started. Yeah. Honestly, it's a vibe. Um, do you think this you think this was written before she was pregnant? Long before. I know it was written. Like, this mm. was written months ago. Oh, okay. Because, um, was it DJ Clue? It was a DJ that, like, right. base previewed it on oh, his right. live. Oh, right. yeah. And it was on, like, SoundCloud. Like, people, like, took her verse. Oh, shit. And put it on SoundCloud. Yeah. So I've been you all the lyrics and everything. <laughs> like, been knowing this since knowing it. Yeah, it was a big thing. Anyways, yeah, I have no, yeah, the song is a vibe. That's it. Get in tune, okay? Love it. Um, I'm also anticipating her doing a remix with Chloe and Haley to the Do It. I do love it, that song. I love that song so much. Let me tell you, these little bitches have performed this song everywhere. In every performance, I still love it. Like, y'all, yeah. y'all did the damn thing. So I'm, I'm excited to see her verse on that as well. Nikki is low-key in beast mode to be a mommy mode. Like, it's I am so excited. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited so excited. That. The real big talk is... Black is king. I'm like, disclaimer, y'all. Y'all know I'm Beehive. So I... It's very hard for me to be very critical of Beyonce. I'm going to start there. Let's just, like, give them, like, what it was. Like, I really was excited to see it because it was basically, like, Lion King but in turned music. into, like, music form, turned into, like, a visual yes. project. So it was very beautiful. Um, there was a couple standouts that I really loved. Um, I love the incorporation of her kids. I, it, very subtle. Specifically, I loved any time the camera was on Blue. Miss Blue? Oh. That's a star. Miss Blue mm-hmm. has it. She's a star. And she knows it. That's She knows it. Her little vibrato on mm-hmm. skin girl. Yes! Body. Love me 
some blue. I love the cameos from um, Naomi, Lupita, yes, Lupita, Kelly. Kelly. It was beautiful. Um, Jay Z ate his verse to his little part. Mm-hmm. But overall, like it was beautiful, beautifully done. The colors, just like everything, and and. She gave the girls several looks. And it's crazy because like all across Twitter, you see like these black creators talking about how they contributed to the mm-hmm. project so like one girl she added hair yes. another girl she did like the body paint so it was really one thing I will say what I commend Beyonce about as far as like production I just love that she's very intentional about like who she wants create like helping her in creating her masterpiece right so like yes. it's like she always has like an all female band or like choir or, like or right. background singers or like it's just really. She's very particular. Like, yes, very particular. Like she was the um first one when she covered Vogue to have a black photographer, you know. So she's. And these things, and that goes. In that regard. And that goes to show <laughs> me though, at least that like, it's not so much just lip service, but it's like you're actually doing this in your art too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In that regard. Someone had a lot to say because a lot of people had a lot to say. A lot of people did have a lot to say. Now that I'm just seeing this, because you know, like I said, I'm behind, so I don't ever reach my timeline. Well, they reached mine. Mm, honey. And one no name, the same woman who had issues with J. Cole a couple weeks or months like back. I that J. Cole was silencing black women, but y'all niggas never asked how you doing, but continue. Her review on the project was we love an African aesthetic draped in capitalism. Hope we remember the black folks on the continent whose daily lives are impacted by U.S. imperialism. Mm -hmm. If we can uplift the imagery, I hope we can uplift those who will never be able to access it. Black liberation is a global struggle. This is what No Name said on Twitter. What are your thoughts on that? I just want to get your thoughts weaved out. Well, okay, let me just build upon this because I went on to Facebook and I saw an article um, written by black women about um, from Essence um, Mm. saying why we must be careful when watching Beyonce's Black is King. Mm. And she essentially speaks about um, how... It's amazing that Beyonce is honoring our ancestors in this way, but to not create these false illusions of, like, how they were raised and how they actually lived, right? Gotcha. So, not to um, just promote these royal narratives of, like, this elite extravaganza of, like, kings and queens and gold and, like, all of these things, because, like you said, black capitalism, black imperialism, um, these things still like that that wasn't true to everyone in the diaspora got you um i do think that i mean i think the same could be said in anything of like you know this whole wave of like black excellence i think it takes me back to being in college and learning that you know before colonialism and shit like that like you know we did have our own civilization right right not saying it was perfect, but we had our own. Definitely. Versus when you're in K through 12 education, you you learn about your history from a point of slavery, of being captured, mm-hmm. right? And so, while I understand no names and um, this woman's comments about like not necessarily just glorifying this royalness of right. of the African history, I think it's also important though to have that because we've been programmed, we've been learned that 
we came from basically Slavery. Being, being in captive. Yeah. And like we never had nice things, and then we were these bizarre animals that the bombs. To be, yeah, like yeah. that we needed control and we needed structure, but we had those things. Yeah, it was taken away from us. Yeah. Um, another take that I definitely would agree with is um, y'all's love for Beyonce and celebrity culture stops you from having critical thinking skills. Okay, hold on. That part alone. Your co-host though. But that alone, like, I align myself with that type of thinking. Um, as this person also goes on to say, I enjoy the art, don't get me wrong, but, like, it doesn't stop it from being a capitalistic venture. Absolutely. For Beyonce. Yeah. And then... Even with B&J of saying, like, we, you know, we don't support the NFL, we do this, and it's all rooted in, in you know, the, the work of, you know, anti-whatever and, like, mm-hmm. supporting our people... But, like, they're also elitist. So it's like, right. you have the power to do that. Thank you. So, um, basically, this person was basically saying that, um, like, even this project, like, it's not on a medium that's easily accessible. No. Like, who the fuck had Disney Plus? My dad had to fucking buy that shit. <laughs> he didn't see some Beyonce chat. Like, what? Like, so... It's yeah, a lot of shit. Plus, who has fucking who has the fucking smart TV to fucking stream that shit? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So someone so else there. said, "No name is correct." Beyonce is capitalizing on African culture and hasn't stopped in Africa for any of her world tours. Ooh. She hasn't performed in Africa since 2009. Let that sink in. Also, Disney Plus doesn't even stream in Africa. So who was this content even for? Mm. Real questions that need answers. That's but I mean. Those are, really, <laughs> no, like, those are really great questions right? to be answered. Um, I just feel like everything is not always so much so black and white of like, right? Where do you, like, come on. It's like, not, but like, I feel like is giving light to the fucking continent. Like, let's yeah, like, it's one step at a time. Let's be clear. And I'm pretty sure it's something behind the reason why she hasn't toured in Africa. Maybe it's apparel and different things. Like, that stops people from being in certain places, too. So, like, it's really layered. I'm not going to... It, it is layered. Yeah. We can't really say anything, but I think that definitely raised good questions to everything that's been going on surrounding Black is King. And um, I do love the project. I will say that. Yeah. I really do. Above all else, I do love the project. Um, the visuals is just very empowering to see. It is. Have let's all talk, yes, Lord. Let's do a little update on Megan. Oh yeah, oh honey child. You know I'm gonna start with saying you know a lot of y'all said that I was a bit harsh on Meg and my take in this. Oh my god. And like I did not empathize with her in any way. Well, let me tell you something. Meg went on live. Mm-hmm. Broke her silence finally. Broke her silence, honey. And let me tell you, I I'm even upset that she went on live to be honest. Cause I really feel like she does not need to be in whatever. Okay, she went. She had a 10 minute Instagram live where she speaks about a bunch of things. She touches on the fact that she has lost both her parents mm-hmm. um, and how she's still dealing with that trauma. We need to like take a second. Well, we need to talk about it at some point. Like grieving. 
because even like with the Kanye thing sidebar mm-hmm. they're saying that all of this is taking place because of the loss of his mother and he never like we spoke that, about that but we knew that from back then though yeah so we definitely need to touch on grieving at some point but continue mm-hmm. so yeah she speaks about you know she lost both her parents her grandma and still dealing with that trauma she speaks she tells us that she was shot in both feet yes. and she underwent surgery to remove the bullets that honestly did not hit any bones or tendons like she really made it out there like lucky really blessed and favored um but you know she got at the people that were like you know making the jokes and you know she put them in a place but the thing that stuck out to me the most mm-hmm. is that you know she essentially suggested and I'm gonna this is what was transcribed from her live that she found herself around toxic people since the death of her mother. And so she says, you kind of try to fill the space with a bunch of people you think is making you happy. I was moving too fast. I wasn't taking enough time for myself. Mm -hmm. I thought I was ready to give good energy to people and other people weren't ready to give good energy to me. Right? And so essentially, um, what that spoke to me was that what we have known of Meg in these last couple of months is that she's been running around here in the fast lane. Yeah. Hockey can with everyone, posted up with everyone. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's just a really unfortunate, like, you know, she says herself that this was the worst experience of her life. I could imagine. And then I also imagine experiencing that without any parental figures. Like, Mother she's and our father, age. Yeah. Like, like, she's young. Like, she's Literally. a young girl. Like, you know what I mean? But I think, like, and this, like, goes to my thoughts about, uh, like, entertainment industry and, like, specifically, like, the executives and the people who, like, they really don't give a fuck. Like, at all. Because basically, like, when Megan... I don't want to be famous. I don't. At all. I want to be rich. I want to be around my same... I'm telling you. I want to be rich. I was famous... You're going to see me with the same people that you see me with now. Because those people, like, they know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep those people. I already told Jen and my sister, you on payroll. Yeah. Because just in case I get a little bit too big-headed, I need somebody that's going to bring Slap me back Slap you in the Yeah, like, <laughs> that's really going to bring me back down to life because... Yeah. I definitely understand she's, you. She's missing that. But with her, I feel like, like, the management... Right? Like, this is your investment, and this is an artist that you have ties with for the long run. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what... I don't feel like the management and these, like, music execs, they're not looking at you as the long run. They're looking in the short term. Right now. Because, We like, know that anytime Meg drops, she gonna do numbers. She gonna right. go gold off it. But I'm saying, like, as soon as her... What was the song? Like, her first hot song. Big old freak. Big old freak. Like, while that was on the rise, that's when her mother died. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they should have, like, took her and just put her aside. Like, she's she has the moment. Yeah. Take her and put her aside. Give her therapy. Like, let her grieve. They had her on tour. They had her out she every night. She had every fucking where. State and granted, to state. we love that. And granted, as consumers, we did consume that. And as much as right now, everyone is like, oh, I'm wishing Meg a positive and sage. We did not care about that like in that moment cause we didn't really know her back then yeah. like it was very new like we were just introduced to her with this song Big Old Freak yeah it's like and then her mom died right away so I just feel like the execs or like whoever was in control should've just like 
halted. Yeah. Get her some therapy. Give her some time to grieve. Like, her mother just died. You know, like... She lost her mother and her grandmother in the same month. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, and so... like And the mom was the manager. This was... Yeah. And this was... And what I said from the beginning and what I will continue to say is that something this pivotal was going to happen to Meg just because of how she was moving. And like she said, she said it herself, she was moving too fast. Yeah, fast something, something, and it's like, it's really unfortunate that something this traumatic as getting shot, because I can own, like, I can't and the foot, that. like... To possibly never be able to walk, possibly again. Possibly, like, like that's OD. You know, this really slowed her down, put shit into perspective. And her, like, just even her admitting, you know, she started crying on a lot, like, she... She talking about her parents and the loss that she's you know what I mean like she's heavy. 23 like yeah she has everything she's in the world right now she's like 23, 24 she's young yeah. even with everything like she has everything right now in life but she doesn't have like she misses her like she doesn't have her parents like yeah. I'm pretty sure she would trade being popping to bring back her fucking grandmother and parents right now she probably would you know what I mean and so it's like you can only imagine like going through something traumatic as getting shot and you you don't even have your fucking parental figures there to like uplift and support uplift you uplift and know that somebody is dead ass praying and watching over you like it's it's really crazy and so Along with that, woo child, um, Mr. Daystar Peterson. Oh, Tori? Yeah, Tori. Not Daystar. <laughs> Mr. Daystar, honey, they, apparently it was his birthday last week, and they thought it was a good time to start this deportation. They want you to go home, Tori. They want you to <laughs> go back to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Not A. <laughs> um, yeah, they want you out. I'm honestly, I'm just, this is the part that I'm really, like, I want to, what happens with Tori mm-hmm. is going to be very telling of, like, Meg's involvement and cooperation with police and et cetera, because I, I just really want to know what's going to happen. Because if this become this is a felony charge. Yeah. You got to, you. Very icky. You got to go. And Tori has been remote and it's crazy because as he should as he should obviously he was running his mouth but as but just before this he dropped two songs he had dropped a little two pack some little temperature rising i love temperature rising it was two rapping songs but i mean listen this is a big thing ebro's not even playing his music anymore (laughs) yeah so tori yeah yeah you want to talk about man man this girl a long time ago she she is in my bunch of like she's in she falls in this character you're um, shitless of like be simone the i'm pretty v like y'all relevant instagram whores just hilarious just never was hilarious just the man <laughs> yes just oh my god just the mustache like she literally gonna reenact meg and Tori, like the shooting incident, right after Meg's live of saying like the jokes enough. And I'm gonna give a whole disclaimer: she's not making fun of domestic violence. Ah, 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 she literally made the sound effect. You know, you know Meg's little sound effects on the tracks. Ah, yeah, when like, she got shot. I'm like, really? You, you bitch, you did That was It was real bad. Terrible. I was like, that didn't even make me laugh. I was. I cringed. I cringed. It was really bad. Like, Jess is really disgusting. Like, I don't know how. Like, I feel like there needs to be, like, a. 
a guideline for who becomes like celebrities and shit because Jess and a comedian bitch who the fuck that's not funny Jess should have really never made it that far in you life <laughs> and she doesn't know how to handle the success this is not or whatever the, the first fuck. time like she always she always says some ignorant she's always saying and doing some ignorant ass shit remember the plane incident with Muslims like and she was like she's scared she's scared so when they saw your ugly ass, they wasn't scared, scared. Like, like she really like, get me tight. Like, real tr- never mind. Yeah. Use a T word with you. Not with her. Because she don't, she don't, she don't even like the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. She doesn't. But you very much so give. Mm-hmm. Trans. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> You're done. She, You're done, she is done. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tamar Braxton will be saying bye bye to WeTV. So I have a little update. Like Tamar, she gained consciousness and she she's back to her normal self. It appears. I'm sure she's she's still going through recovery, but she wrote a long letter to her fans and supporters. Basically, she was saying that mental illness is real. Mm-hmm. We must normalize acknowledging it and stop associating it with shame and humiliation the pain that I have experienced over the past 11 years has slowly ate away at my spirit and my mental I will do everything in my power to aid those from mental issues Mm -hmm. so basically she also said that she two months ago she wrote a letter to WeTV saying that she feels like a slave and how this is just like tearing at her yes and even her Twitter name was like Tamar Slave Blackson mm-hmm. yeah so it's a big thing um May actually still will be airing her show Lord, Get Your Life but after that they will be severing ties with her so I mean it's kind of bittersweet but mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad she's in a better space she also like did this whole thank you to her boyfriend about how he basically saved her life. He was the one, as you guys know, who did the 911 call. So that's a big thing. Did she say anything about her sisters? She said thank you to... She, she, she said she's a sister first. Like, she's a okay. sister, she's a mother, she's a daughter, and she's a girlfriend. So, okay. I guess. You know? Okay. Yeah. You don't sit like that. Okay. Also, in good news, Breonna Taylor, the judge orders Louisville police to hand over all radio records during the raid that killed her so that's definitely an update and about fucking time i know like what the fuck like yeah been over a hundred some something days but you know go off <laughs> <laughs> like fuck wrong with trying to for brianna um i want to say more better news and like spreading awareness she will be the cover girl of old magazine yes she's the first person other than oprah within the past 20 years to cover the magazine so that's a big thing oprah um spoke about how she spoke is oprah a narcissist i was thinking that because in over 20 years nobody else has covered your magazine yeah and like the same face i'm sure you're doing the same open mouth smile with you're the, giving the big girls. heavy wig i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> It's the big heavy wig for me. I'm sure. Uh, uh, Oprah, you could have been... Never mind. We'll yeah. talk about Oprah one day. Yeah, she... she's not... If, if Brianna's name wasn't attached to this, Oprah wouldn't even getting wouldn't be getting my energy, like for real. Yeah. So she spoke about how like she spoke to Brianna's mother and all of these other glorious things. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yes. On and Brianna my Taylor, feed. she is so beautiful. Literally every picture I've ever seen of, of Brianna. The girl is she, glowing. Like she lived a happy life. Oh my I goodness. Could tell. So. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. 
So we're gonna still say your name, Brianna. Until yeah. justice is served, for sure. Brianna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, in better news, Netflix announced this week that Netflix is not playing around with y'all motherfuckers. Y'all other streaming sites, y'all better get in tune with the motherfucking black art. Okay. Cause they coming. They, they are heard us. they are here. They heard us crying about this shit and they said, let let's give these niggas something to watch. And we and I'll be home. I will be home until I will be home until October. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Shitty. Because I'm watching everything again. Top two bottom. Okay. And I I can't wait. Like I wanna low key like have like we need study groups. Yes, yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> to dissect oh. what took place, what occurred. Oh my gosh, hold on. Okay, so wait, Netflix just announced that they are they just received a bunch of black TV shows. Mm-hmm. Moesha. That's coming out. That's, that's, out, that's already. out now. That's August out now. August first is when it yes. premiered. Um the game, season one through three. Um, August 15th Sister Sister, sister. sister. September 1st Girlfriend My Girlfriend Yo that's gonna hit Different in my 20s yeah. Nah that shit is Lit I used the to watch Park. it on YouTube Yes The, the Parkers Half and Half And One on One All in October I, Oh Let me it's tell you It's a big thing This is so I'm so happy But then it's like Damn Already People are being critical Of Moesha Already, they they're, said she was fat in the first episode. I saw oh, that. They're like the first four episodes. They going in on Kim and her weight, and I was like, <gasps> Yeah. So I cannot wait to really <laughs> watch all these shows and be super hypercritical, but still mm-hmm. enjoy them. But this is like, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, I can't wait. Like, this is a good bunch to really come out with. Like, yeah, half and half. But where is Eve? Because Eve was a really good TV show, too. Shelly. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. Like, how Eve is your real name? That's the name of the show. Shelly. But your name is Shelly in the show? Did not get it at all. Yeah. Missed the mark there. At all. But um, excited for that for sure. I'm oh, excited for man. the Parkers. I'm the Park. Yeah. Let's. Ooh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I'm just really excited about that, y'all. Now, let's get into our big tech portion of the show. Yeah, my favorite. This is really your favorite. Okay. <laughs> Niggas ain't never on big checklist. That's really her new thing to say, you guys. Oh, like, it's crazy. <laughs> so, I want to start off with these two politicians. I feel like they saw power and really just decided to make it their real life. Oh, it's giving. It's ghosts. giving that. Ghosts. Yeah. Mm, it's given St. St. Patrick. Uh-huh. Oh, so let's start off with Atlanta City Councilman Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. He was indicted on multiple fraud charges. Right? So for years, Antonio allegedly sought to defraud a number of banks and credit card companies by falsely claiming that he was a victim of identity theft. Oh, been doing that. Been doing that. <laughs> so he was also accused of obtaining over 60,000 loans for the cars that he owns. And it's a, it's a whole bunch of shit going on. For instance, in July 2017, a loan application to another bank, Antonio submitted. And apparently it was like a tax income issues. And mm-hmm. it said that he earned 125000 per year, which was 200000 less than what he actually earned. So, it's a big thing going on with Antonio. Like, he's really cutting up in Atlanta. Damn. Yeah. Atlanta, y'all are cutting up in Paris in general. Lord. 
Yeah. Um, also in the news, this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee State Senator, um, what's her name? Katrina Robinson. She was charged with swindling $600,000 in federal funds to pay for her wedding <gasps> and finance a lavish lifestyle. I mean, we see this in college. But at this level, <laughs> like, this is totally... You, you know, we know when, when you go to the school budget... You know, and the budget don't really go to where it's supposed to go to. Oh my movie god! We've seen, seen, seen this movie before. This is to new heights, though. So I'm definitely to giving pay those to wedding. Your wedding. Mm-hmm. How much was the wedding? And I want to know where did she go to the honeymoon? That's not there yet. Damn. Yeah. Bitch, that's over. That's over half a million dollars. The doll paid for her daughter's 2016 two thousand, two thousand, two thousand, two thousand, two thousand, Jeep Renegade. She wow. paid for a $5,000 Louis bag. Yeah, she she even had a fucking invested in a snow cone business. <laughs> Yo. I like that she tried to flip her money back. Like, I mean, Sis is really out here, so she definitely gets my big check. I'm crying. Um, who's getting your big check? Oh my goodness, y'all know. I love when rappers do some shit for the for the youth and for the community. Mm. So G Herbo, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say and say I'm the biggest G Herbo fan. I'm not. I listen to some of his music, not all of it. He be rapping off beat. Whatever. Um, he's from the east side of Chicago. I did listen to his latest album, which was PTSD. If you see the album cover of his, um, uh, the the artwork, it's him holding a United States flag with, like, bullet, with gunshots in it. Very metaphorical in every sense of the way. And so, um, he, he has also... In a lot of interviews, he speaks about mental health and trauma PTSD. and PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that he experienced growing up on the east side of Chicago. And so um, he wants to actually further this by creating this initiative that will help connect black youth to mental health resources. And so G. Herbo and Audio Mac announced that they have partnered with the National Alliance on Mental Illness and um, to create a new health initiative called Swerving Through Stress, Mm. right? And so Swerving Through Stress Dream Team Therapy Fund will provide 12 weeks of free therapy sessions to black youth nationwide between the ages of 18 and 25. It's a big thing. Mm -hmm. The initiative also includes a hotline that will be monitored by professionals and will help match patients with the adequate therapists. and also they have this partnership with this other organization that will focus on eliminating the stigma surrounding mental health in minority communities. Yeah. And this kind of relates a lot to what we were speaking about last week um, with Kanye and his mental health and just dating people with mental health. Um, yeah. And what I like is that this is really being specialized for therapy for people of color. Yeah. You know, like our communities, this is even going back to what August has spoke about in his interview of like black people, we are, we have been trained to just internalize a lot of our mental issues and never speak about these things because of how you're going to be perceived. And so this is really great, honestly. And these sessions are set to begin September 10th. Yeah. And so um, I'm definitely excited about this. Yeah, you can definitely sign up online. They have a website, Swerving Through, through Stress. 
Um, and this is just amazing. Like, I just love when rappers, like, when you care about something, whether it's 21 Savage Savage with, like, financial literacy, G Herbo, like, he's been talking about mental health for, like, the last four or five years. So, Femme actually takes steps is big. So, this is dope, G Herbo. So, you get the big check, you know? Okay. Um, I have an honorable. You, you love a good I love her honorable. Um, so my honorable goes to David T. Hines, a 29-year-old from Miami. Oh, gosh. I'm you know, like, the big scam that's been going on with, like, unemployment? Yes, honey. And specifically, like, the small businesses. <laughs> They're, like, taking out the loans and, like, using the loans for other things. He used his loan to buy a Lamborghini. Lamborghini Mercy. Right? <laughs> Yo, chick, she's A so car crazy. which was worth 318000 right? Mm-hmm. And he also has $3.4 million in his bank account. So, <laughs> so, so he's filing for what again? Um, unemployment. Fraud? He basically this is why all that niggas is going to jail next summer. Oh my God. This is why. So y'all better enjoy the check now. Because y'all going to jail. Yeah. So basically, he was filing for paycheck protection for his company, Mm -hmm. and then all of this took place. So he's definitely getting my big check. That is honorable, right? Listen, all y'all niggas with the 1942. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of Mary out here in these streets. A lot of Chrome Hearts. Chrome Hearts must have had a sale, huh? Everybody's saying that. (laughs) Because I didn't get the notification. I didn't. I I would like some Chrome Hearts. What are we all? Mm. Okay. I'm just seeing. I'm. I'm just like, and I'm seeing a lot of the off-white fours. Like I'm. I'm noticing a lot of things. A lot of things are being peaked. <laughs> and um, yeah. Oh my god. So that's what y'all gonna be. So y'all gonna be in year. jail. <laughs> Period. Behind the fucking slam. Yeah. Um. Now let's get into the checklist portion of the show. Yes, sir. This is where we talk about everything current and. To start it off, let's talk about how Drake has broken Billboard. Again? Yeah. So, with the most recent singles from DJ Khaled, Mm -hmm. Pop Pop Star Star in Greece, that makes Drake, they entered Billboard at numbers three and eight this week. Mm -hmm. And that earned Drake his 39th and 40th entries on the chart, which makes him... The artist with the most charting hits. So it's a big thing. He beat out Madonna, he beat out the Beatles, he beat out Rihanna, he beat out Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey, Stevie Wonder, and, and the list goes on. Boy. Yeah. It's, this is why nobody cares what Pusha T Queen gotta say. <laughs> like, not to bring it back. I'm just saying, like nobody cares. Like not to Drake bring it back. Mean, I'm pretty sure to, to 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 some level Drake does care, but does he really I feel like he cared that um, he bust that secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about how the baby mother is on fucking the gram with a new wig every second. First she was blonde, now she's pink. <laughs> then she's gonna I be don't yellow. Know what like, to say about baby, <laughs> a lot of y'all, a lot of these big celebrity baby mom be braga. <laughs> like this, what you got? Like Chris, I'm still disappointed, but whatever. Trey, I don't know what your baby mom looked like, but... We know what she looked like. She's beautiful. She, is she... Mm. She looked like a cute little Dominican girl. Mm. 
She's she's normal. I like that. I like the fact that she's normal. Yeah. Like these other bitches, they. Yeah, I don't know where Drake was at when he did that, but whatever. Shout out to the boy though. <laughs> Six gods. Folks are talking. <laughs> Folks are talking about our favorite culture vulture, <laughs> one Kylie Jenner, and how her and her best friend Stassi. Basically trying to imitate the Claremont twins. So as of recent, um, Kylie is about two to three shades darker than (laughs) how she she was born. Between her and Chloe, I can't. Yeah, she's um, doing the dark wig and her best friend is also the same complexion also doing a dark wig and they both have on like these nude cream nude-esque bodysuits with waist trainers around them makes sense listen Kylie lost her black best friend so now she had to get a new one and maybe she has become the black best she friend she has to create one because Stassi is a full white woman I know with butt shots <laughs> Yeah, so everybody's talking. Um, someone wrote period. We know exactly who the fuck is copying the twins, and um, Shannon Claremont retweeted that comment with those the, my bitches. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are a staple in our culture. I will say whether y'all want to accept them or not, <laughs> they really have really got that choice. Especially like with Instagram and everything, like they really hold a place on everyone's timeline. Honey. <laughs> yeah, so. Do you think they're reaching? I just feel like, listen, we pick and choose. We tear down the Kardashians and the Jenners all the time. Like, honestly, Kylie, what she's doing is not new. Like, she loves black culture. Like, she does. You know, it's not but the first like, time. But to, like, really create a twin? It's not the first time. Like, and, and That's it's the last. Like, yo, Kylie be doing swatches playing some of the most fucking ghettoist of music. <laughs> and it's like, bitch, you are fucking swatching highlighter. Why do you have motherfucking little baby mm-hmm. mixtape? Like, and she be playing some, like, B-sides. She do. To let, to let you know, like, y'all niggas gonna film me on this She's right now. Hip. Like, you know, so it's like, honestly, I'm just done. Listen. Yeah. Shannon Claremont basically went on Twitter and she was like, I don't even be tripping on shit because the shit speaks for itself. Just give credit where it's due. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. That is my only problem with the Kardashians that like, y'all know the influence that y'all have and you, they never fucking give the fucking credit. Yeah. And it's like, that can go a long way. Sinead said we really don't be getting the credit we deserve for how much we be on these bitches' mood board. No, really, though. It's like, okay, though. They did um, Yeezy. Yeezy. They've been in countless Yeezy ads. Like, yeah. come on. Let's really talk about it. Like Because Kanye knows the position they have within the culture. Whatever. I'm, I'm just over Kylie. And Kylie, <laughs> it's her birthday soon, so whatever. She's about to do something fucking lavish. and She will be on a big checklist. Next week. I, I foresee it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you want to talk about... And other news, we're going to fly back to the East Coast. And we're going to stop in Philly real quick because... I'm going to check on Milano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to... Because she's crying with the baby. <laughs> yeah. And so let me just... Me. We told y'all this last week, but we're going to get into it this week. The fucking... Ner- this I, Niggas really just be having... 
they just go to the audacity store and just cash out yeah um and i just don't even the audacity store yeah and they buy that's name episode they they really buy every fucking thing because meek you meek and milano split Ooh. Whatever. No we, we would foresee this happening. That's just not even like the real tea. But the tea is that like he literally was like, oh, I'm putting this out there because I don't want the media to get a hold of this and basically making it seem as if he was protecting Milano. Hmm. And I was like, nigga, you kept your relationship a secret a whole this entire secret. time. She had to get pregnant and show. Because you were still going off about Nikki. <sighs> She had to get. She had to push a baby out of her pussy you, to get recognition I'm from you. I'm just really stunned that you was really going off about Nikki and the boot cuts that Kenneth was wearing <laughs> while you were dating Milano. And granted, like in Philly, no, according to my Philly sources, everyone always knew that Milano and Meek were a thing. It's rumored that you know he bought her store, whatever X Y Z, whatever. Really? And she claimed that she's such an entrepreneur and she's making so much money and she's a boss and she's a boss. And he bought her store? Wow. Because if a nigga fuck with you, yes, invest in me. Wow. But you can't do all that boss talk and that self-made. No, you can't do that. Because you're basically talking down on other females who don't have... I think she's talking down. I think that she actually... You have to see the the female empowerment videos that she created. And you have to have this drive and this work ethic. And you have to outwork other people. For another man to buy you your stuff. That's crazy. I said it's rumors. Listen, this is the real tea. Is that the reason for the split is because he is expecting another child? Woo! I cannot confirm or deny any of these sources. I don't know if this is true. Yo, that is crazy. Cause little old Milano had no children prior to Meek, and he came and uh, then shot the fucking club up and left her with child. So we have a, possibly another child, which means he was cheating on her during their relationship. And let's be clear, Meek don't look like the best dad. He got a kid named Poppy, and I barely see him with Poppy. No, he be with his kids. I don't see him with Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> he do be with Poppy. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so Milano has been taking it, like, real. I think she's been real graceful with she's the, trying with the, her with the approach. You know, to she keep cap- it together. Yeah, you know, she she captioned, you know, her little mom bod. Like, she down. Like, she was in some weight. She was like, don't cry over breakups. You know, she used that, that moment to give some shine to Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Um, and so. She took the high road. Yeah, like, Milano, like, I like her as a girl. But the girl will be releasing something new from MilanoDeRouge.com. Oh, let me tell you Let's be crystal. <laughs> okay. Very fucking clear. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I mean, we saw this coming. I didn't think that Meek and Milano were going to be together forever. He really didn't want her. I feel like she was a convenient fuck, and it just went too I far. Like she was like the homegirl you had history with. A convenient fuck okay. that went too far. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think that's just what it was. Like, she's the type of bitch that could keep secrets, and you know, Meek loves a secret. So, yeah, the baby, we don't know if that was planned or if that baby was made out of love. Right. But we wish Milano and, and we, her offspring the best. And we also don't know if he has a child on the way. However, this story, I believe the child, like, he got a little baby on the side. So, whatever, we will see. Yeah, Meek. Yeah, yeah. Monique, you did it again, honey. 
Makisha, stay in some drama. <laughs> stay in some drama. Every week she's on the fucking checklist. Every week we have to check her. Like, it's crazy. Not her. <laughs> this beef, let me tell y'all, we, you was not outside for this beef. This beef, Gucci Mane and Jeezy beef is really top five rap beef of all time. Like, like serious business. I'm about to become a little nerd right now and like school because this is really my shit, like hip hop beef. But this shit is really so crazy. It's so critical. It's it's real. Like bodies were really cool. Okay. Anyways, on the floor. I'm gonna get to that. But essentially, so Gucci and Jeezy came up um, in Atlanta on the trap scene around the same mm-hmm. time, right? And so um, the beef started over a song that. They had did together back in like 2005. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. And so the they basically was arguing over who would claim the rights to the to the song. That's how it all started. Yes, over a fucking song. And Jeezy then put a ten thousand dollar bounty on Gucci. Gucci's head. I remember this. Like I remember this. Right. <clears throat> and he released like this this song or whatever. And so one of Jeezy's peoples, his name was Pookie Loke. He was an artist signed to Jeezy. Mm-hmm. And he was killed by after, Gucci, right? Yes, after breaking this. into Gucci's home. Mm-hmm. And Gucci was acquitted for that murder in 20 uh, um, in 2006. It was basically like self-defense. Yes. In a nutshell. And so from there, you know, they they have continued to like diss each other. At one point, there was a truce called in, like, 2009, but that was just short-lived because, if you know, you, back in, like, that 2010, 2012 era when Gucci really wasn't himself and he was, like... He was on lean. He had that lean yes, belly. He, like, he would go on Twitter violating anybody. Like, he violated Nicki before, Waka, like... Everybody. He used to violate. And so he, um, they had a truce at one point, but then he released a fucking diss song again. And this time, in that diss song, he was bragging about killing Jeezy. The artist. And so from there, they have never, um, obviously seen eye to eye. And so... T.I. Yeah, so on T.I.'s podcast... Expeditiously. Whatever. With the big words. Right. I'm setting me. Anyways. So he had Jeezy on, and like, you know, they're talking about... Essentially, T.I., Jeezy, and Gucci are, like, on this Mount Rushmore of trap music. This god level of Atlanta. And I will say they are. Because a lot of people, like, regardless of... A lot of people came from Gucci. Like, Gucci got Waka, the Migos. Like, it's a like, lot of people. A lot of people. Mickey. Like, Thugger. Like, you... That's a big thing. Like, Gucci's branch goes far into yeah. what we know as trap music today, especially from Atlanta. And let's not forget, too, like, he had a point where he was just pumping out music, like, fucking 20 songs a week. Easy. Easy. Like. And so, basically, um, T.I. asked Jeezy, like, you know, what do you think is necessary to really bring y'all together and, like, you know, all these other things and Jeezy over here gonna talk about I feel like we need to have one of those mafia backroom conversations but his thought process which was I understood it but I don't think it's applicable to the situation a lot of things that he said wasn't applicable he made some um, he, goes, he goes what I've learned over the years 
is like this shit is big business. People that have went to Yale still do business with people that went to Harvard. That makes so, no sense. So it's just one of those combos that needs to happen. It's been decades. He killed someone close to you. You put a bounty on his fucking head for ten thousand dollars. But he also killed someone. Because you put a bounty on his head. Like, that person came to kill him. Yes, essentially. That's the point that's being listened here. <laughs> like, you sent someone to kill him, and he killed that person. Absolutely. Now, T.I. wants to sit here and play mediator with the big words, and what is it going to take? Because we both know that Gucci is mentally unstable. Yeah, so why... You guys tried to kill him. So, <laughs> like, please do not disrupt this man's peace. Please. I get what they're saying like it's not on some Jay-Z and Nas type of shit where like they kept it on the playground when they kept it on wax with like alright cool whatever this is just too like even I wouldn't even want to see 50 and Ja Rule sit down this is too these, far gone yeah it's too far gone like I said casualties have been had deaths and I don't think a productive I don't think a productive conversation would happen I feel like it's just Leave it alone. Yeah, I feel like if you don't have no malice in your heart, Jeezy, great. Gucci is living his best life with his wife, whatever. He's vegan. I don't know. They're good. Yeah, I feel like you're We're great. Good. Y'all operate in separate spaces. I don't think there's a need to try to force this, like, commodity or, like, coming together unity. I just feel like, no. Yeah. Why? And T.I., for you to want to be the person to put it's this messy together. Ass. Meanwhile, at the ranch, your daughter is still mad at you about the whole Hyman situation. Like, you need to take up your problems at home before you come to the streets trying to play cleanup. Like, and that's it's just that one now. It's just a lot. And I was, yeah, I just don't see it. Like, I like Jeezy's use of, like, the Yale and Harvard thing because it's like, oh, yeah, rivalry, but it's like, you guys really had, like, Nobody killed each other at Yale yeah, and Harvard. Right. Like, it was just friendly competition. Right. And so, uh, I don't really, you know, some things, listen, GC, you are at peace, you are engaged, live your best life. And then $10,000, like, somebody's life is really worth $10,000. I was almost, I was actually like, that is insulted. really crazy. I'm like, you could have upped the bounty a little bit. $10,000. Like, and I feel like, there's no coming back from this. Like, just to, like, None. sum it up, like, you can't... None. Let me just lay it out. Like, if we fight, I feel like there's no coming back from that. But you see, but hold on. This is my thing, too, though. Time is back into Daniel. <gasps> and he's all house arrest. Did you see? I do not care. Nothing about that man makes my timeline. Oh, my God. But this is my thing. You put a bounty. He put a hit out on Chief Keith. While the TMZ cameras are rolling, and you want me to have some empathy for this nigga, no, you cannot do that. Let me tell you, it's real life street shit that happens, and niggas don't get to cop the plea and snitch and cop out and come back and put out some whack ass music. There is no comeback. Six nine, you guys, is off house arrest. Like it's great. I'm a little concerned for his safety. I must he say. He should be concerned about his safety. The man was out this morning, like I think in Brooklyn or somewhere, shooting a video. He should be. He should be very concerned. I'm concerned for his safety. I will say, but I'm very concerned because I I know there are people that don't mind when the time. Ten thousand dollars on Gucci. Imagine how much they gonna put and on him. Thirty thousand on Chief Keith, nigga. I know somebody do that for a Louis belt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know nothing else. Like they don't. Like so, he 
Daniel? Nah, I'm very concerned. And, like, I just feel like the way how he... Let me tell you something. So, aside from, like, the whole street shit, like, I do like his internet persona as well as his music. Specifically the music he does with Nikki. But... <laughs> <laughs> keep it on the playground. I don't want to see him dead but the way how he moves is very sloppy everything is done for the gram he's just constantly just out there like if it was me and I knew what was at stake because I'm sure he knows what's at stake first of all I'm not going to be in New York second of all I'm not going to be in the country third of all like I'm going to be very low key in a remote location you know so he's invincible I'm very afraid for him and um, we definitely will be I will be wishing him the best I, I, <laughs> I don't wish that man harm in any type of way I just know the streets real street shit and that like I said niggas will really do it for less you think you put 30,000 on Chief Keith head like I said niggas do it for less and on top of that too like I'm sure like niggas like, did not forget Niggas did not forget like the things that you did prior to this. And let's so. be clear how niggas got your address while you was on house arrest and you had to move. So if you think you're not, you cannot be found. They will find you. It's, like you when I told you this, now. this yeah, okay. morning, I was on um Twitter, Instagram, everything, and all I'm seeing is like different angles of the same shoot that he's doing, and it's just like you, you should be recording at fucking five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like when no one's outside. That all your videos should be at nighttime. Listen, God bless that man. For real. Um, also, God bless Tahiri and Vado's relationship, honey. Lord. When did this become a thing? Like, I had to tweet this, and a lot of people had the same question. Nobody knew because Tahiri and Vado are like the. The Yeah, like, nobody cares about y'all. Y'all never want a big checklist. Ever. Ever. So, just to set the scene. And AJ could give us more deets. Mm. There's Shout a video going viral. Because, you know, I actually watched the show. So this is why I was really in tune. To oh, this. you watched the show? Mm-hmm. What is it even called? Celebrity? No, it's Marriage um, marriage Boot Camp. Mar- Hip-Hop edition. Wait a minute. So is Tahiri and Vado married? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me some bullshit? <laughs> camp some people some of the couples are married most of them are like dating in relationships so why not call it couples boot camp okay listen Couples Boot Camp, okay, first of all. But the video that's going viral, you see um, couples to like the Phaedra Parks and mm-hmm. Herman. You see Hazel E and Herman. And oh boy. yeah, and a couple other people. And then you see Vado and Tahiri. And out of nowhere, you see Vado jumps up mm-hmm. and yokes Tahiri up. And then you see security rush in. Was it a yoke or was it a choke? <laughs> Either or ends with oak. <laughs> yeah. And you see security comes in and they drag Vado out. And then he mentions something about an apple. So let me set the scene, y'all. Because so, I actually watched the episode. And so this episode, they were basically doing a... Um, they were doing a, a exercise where... They had these like little like bracelets on where your couple, where your partner can shock you if they do these act like these like 
if they do these three behaviors, right? So maybe it was like not 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 listening, over talking, or whatever, right? But right. your partner doesn't know what behaviors it is. So long story short, from the beginning of this, like Tahiri has been violating Vado, like calling him broke, broke on national TV. He calls her thirsty, a groupie, like magic. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just I have no thoughts on Terry. Oh, um, yeah. And so. You know, so they're going back and forth. Um, essentially, they're trying to have a conversation, but then they end up being petty and like they're shocking each other. Blah 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 blah. Now, not to mention, well, to mention, um, Tahiri launches several apples at him. Like really launch. Yeah, like you know, like when you at the base the basketball game and they mm-hmm. launch the um, t-shirt <laughs> at you in the crowd. That's how she did the apple. That's what she was given, right? Headshots. <laughs> And you know, I knew something was up when I saw the original, like, viral clip of him, like, yoking her up. Because Terry fights. I've seen her fighting men. I've it's seen funny. her really launch things, including herself, <laughs> at other women. So, I know, like... I love hip-hop tapes. <laughs> yeah, they're there. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. So, they're sitting down with the, with the doctor to go over the exercise. Mm-hmm. And he gets to Harry and Vado. And I don't even remember exactly, but, you know, Tahiri is saying whatever, and Vado keeps upset, and he stands up, and he chokes the shit out of her. What was more telling was that no nigga in there got up when he got up. Like, I was like, y'all niggas is something else. Because, what? Let me tell you something. Two, it was also telling that, like, to me, if you look at Tahiri's reaction... That lets me know that that's not the first time that that he has put hands on her or they have put hands on each other. Yeah. Um, And also, she had a look of like, I knew this nigga would do this on camera. Like, she looked like... Like, I told y'all. I told y'all. Like, I I knew it. Like, you know? Tahiri's a toxic woman. I don't... Let's just put that out there because, like, literally, like, when she was with Joe Budden, there was also domestic violence in that situation as well. You know? And... I think she was with somebody else, and it was a gang. <laughs> you know, so she's no stranger to that. And if that's a common thing amongst all your relationships, I, especially given this situation where we saw you launch Apple. I'm not excusing that, so let me. I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying, like, there's something wrong with you as well. So let me. So. They put out this clip as promo for the fucking episode, which was terrible within itself. Terrible. Sick. And so Tahiri goes to her Instagram. She goes, first, let me say that I'm devastated that this will be shown for the world to see. But I fully understand that I have chosen to live my life good, bad and ugly in front of the camera. Let me be clear for all people that are saying that this was scripted, it is not. I thought it was. As a woman that has already suffered physical abuse at the hands of a man, why would I ever want to relive that? There is no check big enough. Oh, she don't want to be on the big checklist, huh? <laughs> there is no check big enough for me to ever play like that. Then, so you know me, I had to do my due diligence, y'all. You had to go to Bottles page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to go to Bottles page. Thursday night because okay. I need to see what this nigga was talking about and honestly he's damn near illiterate so please forgive me as I much. fucking read his fucking caption aye, aye, aye. so he, he has a post up he goes nobody's the, the victim we both were wrong 
doing me more because I'm a man that tried to take the better route but couldn't once it was no apology and continuous of disrespect. I'm literally reading this verbatim, y'all. I'm continuous. I lost it and went out like a straight sucker. I apologize to all women once again, but ladies, please keep your hands to yourselves. Hashtag us too. Let me say this, and he, I feel like he just kind of like touched on, in the worst way possible. Oh God! And he touched on what I was saying. Like I feel like oftentimes, like in relationships, females they do get physical too. But given that the man is like the stronger one, of course, like more weight is on him if he's supposed to react. But I feel like females definitely keep your hands to yourself. Period. Because this is the same thing, like, in a Rihanna relationship, too, Rihanna Chris Brown, she put hands on him. Yeah, yeah, they both admitted And then he got broke. Now, one day, you know what I'm saying? It's like, in your relationships, (laughs) females, like, keep the hands to yourselves. And that's just that on that. Because we've seen Tahiri launch these apples. You know what I'm saying? No apology. Like, who knows what else the fuck she did? Like, it doesn't justify the yoking her up. But still, I'm like, saying, yo, cause he choked her. He grabbed her by her shirt, her shirt, and then security came in. That's a yoke. It was giving choke. <laughs> from my angle, from my bed, and my forty-inch TV, <laughs> fucking choke. Okay, oh she's getting no neck. But she was fine. She was smiling afterwards. Honestly, it's sick. I mean, I just feel like bravado, though. I just feel like your approach right now, like you over here, terrible. It was just bad. Like wrongly worded. Yeah, like nigga, this is why you ain't never make it. Yeah, I I just listen. I feel like I'm a firm believer in keeping your hands hands to yourself. Thank you, friend. I thank you, and I feel like that's at the same time. I feel like men men have to have this internal check of like. You know what you can do to a woman at the end of the day, so, and I'm not just and I'm not saying that that if a woman gets physical and is like fucking fucking you up, that like, like really violating you. It's it has to be internal because you already know where that's gonna go for you though. Like as a man in society, where it's yes, gonna go for you, and I feel like go for you, but I feel like it should be both ways. But we know that that's not how society is though. And, the and views need to change because that's not okay for... I don't see views changing on some shit because then you got things of, like, when it comes to sexual assault, it's like a whole... Oh, like, we're going to talk way. about that. We're gonna, you know what I mean? So I don't... We're going to talk about that. So it, that's why I don't really see views changing, but that, that's what, like, even... I'm going to come clean. Like, I have put my hands on a man twice, and both In times, what capacity? I might have not... A nigga out. I don't know. <laughs> knocked a man out. Okay, I'm not gonna say knock out. I decked him. You decked him. Yes. What made you do that? I was drunk. See, now we have like we have things that I can work with. <laughs> I was drunk. You were drunk, were drunk and you guys were arguing. Now listen, it doesn't. What made it go beyond words to, to the point where you need to get I physical? I was drunk. I was inebriated. Is that an excuse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And God forbid he's supposed no, no, to like, do God, something to you. No, but but listen, like that's 
in that moment I recognized like in both instances in which I put hands on a, a guy they did not put hands on me back right glory so, to God right and, but I recognized that and so in both of those instances like I knew I was wrong like, and like also I felt like shit hitting him because I already know where that shit gonna go because if you put hands on me now I gotta call my brother and now shit gotta get because <laughs> and then you have females like Tahiri they don't recognize that as an issue because society is there to protect them to mm-hmm. tell them like oh you can hit him as long as he don't hit you yeah and then when he hits you it's you have a bottom yeah it definitely it definitely is complex and thank like, you I, I think it is a different I think it also is a difference of like a man genuinely being an abuser and beating on women just because and versus these instances of like a domestic dispute. And that even holds true for same-sex couples as well. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. And it starts when you're young. Because even when I was younger, I was in, like, what, this, I want to say, like, the seventh grade. And I got in a fight with a girl. I was in science class, and she was like, shut up before I slap shit out of you. Ain't no me. Seventh grade. Do it. She got up, and she slapped me. Guess what I did? Sure. Body slammed her. Like, yeah. The fuck? Like, you don't put your hands on nobody. And as you need to know that. As a woman, don't put your hands... Use your words. Especially how I was raised, too. I was never raised to put hands on people. So, in those two times in which I put hands on somebody, like, I felt like I violated them. I felt like I violated But you did. I did. Absolutely. <laughs> and But just recognizing, like, because what you going to do when they put hands on you back? What are you going to do? You get what I'm saying? You started it. Yeah. Like, but then society's viewing him as the villain because he's the man. Yeah. And he's just reacting to what you did. And I feel like that's that's something that was missed in the whole like Chris Brown Rihanna situation. Even though he did violate her, she did things to him too that was totally like swept under the rug, mm-hmm. and which made her the victim and he's the villain. Yeah. And I feel like in these cases, like. But at the same time, I don't think you keep your hands to yourself. There's no reason, though, to even use Chris Brown per se, though, because then he has a history of like being violent after, and so. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Yeah. So thank you. I know you all get what I'm saying. Just keep your hands to yourself. He shouldn't be putting hands on you. You shouldn't be putting hands on him. Use your words and walk away. Something to say too about Terry and Val really tried to paint out this whole like block love story and it's like domestic domestic violence that is tied to that yeah it's tied to that narrative of like hood love and like please it's It's tired it's it's not good and for y'all to bring that to TV during this current state like it's crazy like yeah and I know I I don't feel like Tahiri and Vado was really a thing. Like, I really... Well, they're not together now, obviously. I, I just feel don't like think I didn't, they were I ever a thing. I didn't even miss the moment when they were together. I feel like she texted him. so it's like, who cares? I feel like she texted him, like, hey, buddy, you want to be on reality TV? Not buddy. And he had nothing better to do because music is not it for him. So, what? Okay, so he, he signed up. Little did he know that it would end like this for him. Cause this is how we gonna remember Vado from now on. No, honestly. The nigga that hit Tahiri, that's Vado. Yeah. Yeah. The nigga that choked up Tahiri. Yeah. <laughs> the choke up. <laughs> You're sticking to that, huh? Yeah, I'm sticking to the choke. You want to talk about um, oh, America's favorite lesbian, Ellen DeGeneres? You know, you just is she generous? Being generous somewhere. <laughs> Ellen, I'm sad. Tuh. 
Ellen DeGeneres. When can we, we go? can't go to Ellen DeGeneres. When can we go? Okay. Okay. The the blacks love you. Loved past tense. <laughs> loved past tense. We loved you. Yeah. But this shit is not okay. But you know, like every girl oh, has their day. God, I'm just Ellen. so sad. You the bitch today. Yes. <laughs> you are the girl. Okay. So y'all, oh, Ellen DeGeneres show. It came out that she was un- um, her show is under investigation for alleged mistreatment, discrimination, and racism in the workplace. Not surprised. Yes. Yeah, so Privilege. they reported that um, there were several claims of mistreatment, discrimination, and racism within the workplace. And now they are subject. Um, the show is subject to an internal investigation by Warner Media. Hmm. And they even talked about, you know, sexual harassment. And from Ellen? I don't know from Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I know they did not say from who, but I think it was more so like, I guess like within. production. Yeah, like within her show. Because she... Production members and whoever else takes place in the show. Um, sexual harassment, anti-racist, like... I could see it. A bunch of things, I could right? see all of it, like... A couple days later... It comes out that Ellen DeGeneres reportedly wants to end her talk show after after the news of the investigation into the mistreatment and discrimination in the workplace. I feel like that's very telling. Um, a quote says she feels she can't go on, and the only way to recover her personal brand from this is to shut down the show. The truth is, she knew what was going on. It's her show. The buck stops with her. She can blame every executive under the sun. But Ellen is ultimately the one to blame. So she's basically confirming it. Yeah, I mean. Okay. I said, if we, like I said, if we can go to Ellen DeGeneres, then we can go. Ellen, I, mm, I'm, I'm not sad. surprised. Like, I feel like Evelyn. Evelyn, I feel like Ellen, she always, like, weaved in, like, little weird shit in her show. Mm-hmm. And how she would ask her questions and that stupid smirk that she used to give the fucking guest. Mm-hmm. I feel like that let me know everything that I needed to know about how she was running her show. And it's very telling to everything that's coming out. It's very telling me a white woman, a part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and this is what you have going on on the fucking set of your show. That's what I'm saying. Like, those people who we think are so progressive and so for everything positive, they really don't be. Like, it's, They just be out here cutting the fuck It's up. all for ratings. It's all for ratings. And Ellen is basically close to fucking retirement. So this right here, this is nothing. Like, she's basically... I knew what was going on, but I'm not going to let it get further. This show is done. It's clipped, and that's that. It's crazy, though, because I feel like black celebrities, like, as far as the time look, and we like to reach an audience, we The masses, Nikki, Diddy, everybody you could think of. Ellen up in that little chair. The white chair. Mm -hmm. The white chair. Very telling. (laughs) (laughs) Very telling. (laughs) I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just signing by it, but listen, I'm all for it, listen, everybody gotta get exposed, everybody gotta get done. Listen, get out, get out. And speaking of out, let's talk about how Tay is out. Tay is not out. Tay is out. Tay is not out. Because Jonathan, go. So basically this week, um, as we mentioned. And we had that last week too with, with you because you had Jonathan on the big checklist as an honorable 
messy. Oh, because he got the monkeys. <laughs> he got the monkeys. <laughs> he got another monkey. So, he, like, as I mentioned. So, Nikki Pinkett. Huh. Queen up. That's why Tay fumbled a big bag because he wanted to fucking do seafood boils with Ari. <laughs> <laughs> the streets is talking. Mm, honey. Streets is talking. So, um, <laughs> we just touched on Jonathan. Jonathan got another monkey. So he has Dior, D E O R, and he has Fran. <laughs> right? But um, basically this week, as we mentioned, the Move Your Hips video came out. And you know Nikki, she does like a little promo video of herself usually like mouthing the lyrics to the new song as like promo. So she had to do like her promo and in the Move Your Hips song, she mentioned strawberry shortcake hair. Chinese bangs, bangs hey. Yeah, so she mentioned that in the song. And um, Tay actually did her hair in the Ryan video, which is the look that she's... Um, the original strawberry shortcake hair. Yeah, which is the look that she's referencing. Mm-hmm. And she basically said that she wanted to like recreate that for the promo video. Mm-hmm. So that morning, let's just like set this... Let's set the fucking scene. Yeah. Tay was on his Instagram up in arms, basically saying like how he's loyal to people who aren't loyal to him mm-hmm. and how now he knows the game and how it works and it's okay and he'll never do that again. And tired of these industry friends. And blah, all this blah, blah. shit. So nobody was really sure who he was talking about. Fast forward, Nikki released her video. Fast forward, Jonathan reposted the video. Like, he finally got to work with the queen. Fast forward, everybody was talking. Because basically, there's, like, a little beef between Jonathan and Tay that we spoke about. Yeah, like, they're, like, the top girls to be doing the girls here. The wigs, yeah. And, um, basically, I guess they're feuding. And, um... People were saying, oh, when they saw the bangs, they knew it wasn't Tay. I knew it wasn't Tay. <laughs> I knew. And basically, Tay retweeted that, and it was a whole thing. Then Nikki went on her live and addressed everything, and she was basically saying that she told Tay that she wanted this hairstyle, like, months in advance. Like, she didn't know when the song was going to drop, but she just wanted him to know, like, be on deck for that. And literally, like, 48 hours before the song was going to be released, she said that she reached out to him, and he canceled on her, told her that he wouldn't be able to make it. So then she said she had 24 hours to, like, find a hairdresser, and thank God Jonathan was available. The 24-hour show. Wow. (laughs) Thank God Jonathan was available, so he was able to do it. The two hairstylists went back and forth after this live. Um, Jonathan said, stop venting and start praying. You don't need sympathy. You need strength. (laughs) I show people how to run a business, how to continue to strive for greatness, not sit on your ass or act like you're so good or some. The grind don't stop and it only gets better, is what Jonathan said. Um, so basically from this these things never move me. <laughs> I'm taking a look at I'm like maybe I'm just being a little absolutely not. So after this, Tay wrote a whole like 
page. He was going off. He said, I did not cancel. I had to get my wisdom teeth pulled today, July 30th, which I made my appointment two weeks because I was been supposed to get it pulled for months now. And I told her, I'm going to see if I can reschedule my appointment. And I couldn't because the next availability wasn't until mid-August. So her team asked, could I overnight a wig? Nick doesn't like... Basically, like she doesn't like some brand of wig. Yeah, she really likes a certain type of brand of wig. Which and is understandable. And basically, he was saying how he was having difficulty getting in contact with the vendor, XYZ, and he didn't want to get cursed out by Nikki by giving her something that she did not want, XYZ. Because he had done her hair multiple times. Multiple Anytime times. Anytime that you really think that you really like Nikki's hair, Tay probably did it. Absolutely. That's a fact. And so, you know, he was just saying this back and forth. Honestly. Yeah, to, to sum it up. It comes down to loyalty. He was basically saying, like, you know, I've been loyal to you. I haven't done... I've, I've turned down other people's as clients to not do their hair out of respect for you. And then you went and you got this nigga to do your hair. And where's the loyalty in that? And honestly, honey, you just learned the game. I just feel like... Jonathan is not that girl. Sorry. <laughs> He's not. I feel like... So whatever. From a man's perspective. I, I like I like what he does on Meg, I guess. From a man's perspective, I will say I do agree with you in terms of like the craft. Mm-hmm. I do think Tay is definitely a higher ranking hairstylist than Jonathan. I do agree with you with that. However, when it comes to like professionalism and we're gonna get into like the black businesses. Should we get into that now? Like we can just do a, a checkmate. We can do that now. There we go. <laughs> We can do it. Now we rock it and roll it now. Yeah, so like, let's just do it. So this is one of our checkmates for this week's episode. We're going to talk about like black businesses and professionalism. Or the lack thereof. Lack thereof. Because I feel like in this situation with Tay and Nikki, I feel like Tay is basically a consultant. Yeah. He's on a contract. Mm. He does hair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are not friends. So when she needs you to do her hair, you need to be available or you're not available. Yeah. In this case, you're not available, which means you're canceling. Yeah. Which means she was right. Yeah. Because basically it was back and forth between, oh, I had to get my teeth pulled out and cancel. Yeah, nobody cares the reason why. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're canceling. You canceled. Absolutely. You, that's one part. And it gets really unprofessional with the whole, like, public thing. I just, yeah, Tay should have never given us a fucking dissertation on a whole bunch of bullshit like it was a lot of black screen and white text a lot of it heavy on it and a lot of long captions heavy on it and I feel like typos professionalism and I feel like this is often an issue that a lot of like black business service owners have when it comes to like working with clients like differentiating like clients from friendships Mm -hmm. you know like even like my mom because my mom does hair too Mm -hmm. what she used to and I used to see like she would like make friends with a lot of her customers and then like they would some some way find an issue like with paying her (laughs) and like she had to like check them like this is my business you know so it's like you have to make that differentiation like I'm working you have to pay me if I'm not like I don't owe you any loyalty. Yeah. Like that's think, that on that. And, and I think a lot of what Tate came, what Tate stance came from was a more of an emotional friendship sort of thing. And it shouldn't be because, that way. Because at the end of the day, maybe him and Nikki did have a, a friendship to some extent. 
Mm-hmm. And I felt like he valued that a lot. And so that is what led him to have this series of rant. But like you said, it's not professional. Because now, it's not professional. Me, if I'm a celebrity, as much as I might want to get my hair done by you, Tay, I might look at you a certain way of like... Because you can't keep a secret. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yes, you kept a secret that Nikki was pregnant. However, you out here airing out, you know, our old... Like, I felt like... I definitely do, do think that Tay could have went to Nikki personally. Personally. And you know whatever the case may be, because then he he does all of this and then posts up Nikki's and Ferg new song and was like, My I still love this and, love. and like I do think that yes he's still, but it's like he's a fan. He's a fan. Yes. And I think that's what like he was a fan first. Yeah. And then he became an employee. Yeah. And somehow he, somehow there was a friendship, some type of relationship. There was some type of relationship. Yeah. Not to class. Thank you for that. Yeah, some Not type of relationship. But it wasn't really a friendship. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, say a friend, but they. You know, they was yeah, like I fuck with you. Yeah, fuck you know, like we're not best friends, but I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. But I think somewhere along the lines, like he blurred between employee and friendship. Oh, and that's how we end up where we are with especially the situation. Being, especially because a lot of the looks that he did for Nikki were iconic. Kind of, yeah, iconic. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna like, say that. Yeah, but like with black businesses, and this is not even only like with the services. Like what the fucking just ordering from black owned boutiques or whatever off a fucking Instagram y'all niggas need to build in motherfucking policies and fucking customer service into your brand because this is horrible. and you know I seen a tweet it was like um like I want to support black black businesses but y'all are so damn rude I and saw then, that this morning right and then somebody retweeted and was like oh but y'all don't have no problem supporting um, designers who are racist let me tell y'all something when I order something for motherfucking Louis Vuitton or Prada my <laughs> Prada shoes coming soon Prada bag coming soon okay <laughs> and guess what if my package is not is lost in the mail best believe guess what they do Best believe. They are able to, as a fucking corporation, as an organization, whatever, they're able to do their due diligence and investigate, but also satisfy their customer. Y'all niggas at the, as black-owned businesses, some of y'all, like, y'all just think that, oh, like, you should understand me, man. Because because I'm black and you black. It doesn't work like that. A lot of these black businesses also think, like, once you purchase from them and they mail out your order, that's it. No, nigga, you are responsible until I get my shit. You are responsible for me receiving my fucking goods. You got my money. I didn't get anything yet. And it's like, yes, I do know that people scam and take advantage and be doing all type of bullshit to small businesses. I definitely do get that. But this is why you need to build out in your business policies and insurance and things like that to protect you from these things. But it's like, you it's so crazy. Within the last week, so many of my friends have had fucking terrible experiences with purchasing black from black-owned businesses. I'm sure of it. It's like, professionalism. And then it's also just like customer service skills of like, you know, maybe there is a delay in my order just communicating that to, to, to your customer. Yeah. And this if I was in the fucking two weeks ago and I still didn't receive it, let me know that it's back-ordered and you're waiting for this and X, Y, Z. Because, nigga, you got my money. Yeah. So I expect my goods. It's just this, and like sometimes too, like sad, like the price point. <laughs> the price point really be crazy. Yeah, a lot of y'all, especially got these boutiques. A lot of y'all are getting your shit from wholesale vendors, AliExpress. AliExpress, or motherfucking Amazon. And that be another thing too. I'm gonna buy it off Amazon. 
Because guess what? It's $10 there, but you selling this shit for $30 on your fucking boutique. Like, make it make Save sense. It. Like, the price point really Save be crazy. Mm-mm. And then I'm buying from you so you could go to fucking Louis Gucci and Prada. Let's talk about it. From hearts. Let's talk about it. Because most of these, like, black designers, they gucci out, Louis out. Must be fucking nice. Meanwhile, I'm wearing your shit. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Please, like you know, so that's definitely a part of. But I will say, like the overarching issue is professionalism. Yeah. Like I've even seen like multiple times, like even say, take take for instance us, right? As really good friends, we come in here and we pod. But guess what? We come here, and we have our agenda made. Everything we're sharing ideas like of how we're gonna roll out things and what this looks like and exa- like marketing time, we want consistency, we have to give you guys consistency. Like I feel like that's lacking in a lot of these black businesses. Like a hundred and ten percent. And just like seeing like this isn't the first time like when Nikki aired out when Tay aired out Nikki talking about loyalty and this isn't this isn't the first time. Like I've seen shit about like oh um you remember Jonathan a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. Some girl I guess she um got a wig from him and she only gave him like half the money or some shit. He was like he want the wig back. <laughs> like it's really unprofessional. Very much so. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like black business owners. Be professional. Yeah. Like, hold your shit to a high standard, a h- high regard. Like, you know? Like, like, and that's just it. Yeah. But damn. Yeah. No more Tay and Nikki link-ups. That's sad, though. I don't... I wouldn't say no more. I feel like they're gonna... Like, he, as I said, he's a fan first. That's a good check. He's a fan you first. You better... Listen, you better get on your ones and twos behind the scenes and get it together. Yeah. Arrogant Tay, he was really arrogant this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was disgusting. Yeah. And, like... It's just been Tay. I will say this, like, just to, like, really sum it up. Like, this is why you really shouldn't be fucking gassing yourself up because for the past week or so Tay has really been on Instagram I had to unfollow him he was really talking about like this is why he can't um like prior to all this he doesn't take regular clients anymore because he had to like cancel the regular clients for the celebrities Mm -hmm. and like he started from making $50 per hair to making $300 per head Mm -hmm. humble yourself and just post the work yeah like it's becoming too much. Too much chatter. Yeah, and too much chatter. And now here we are. Yeah, and then it's like how you choose to give your narrative. It comes off more so cocky Crying. and and like like you're bragging rather than like showing your own journey and growth. You got that like, vibe too. Take for instance, Andre. I don't know. If you, oh, Andre, yes, like, He made a video. He's ve- like he's. He's very humble. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has built his brand and, like, does hair, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when he speaks, it's it's never not coming from a place of, like, I have more than the, like, more yeah. than more now. Like, it's not, it's not giving that. But Tay definitely lends itself to that, to that um, lens of, like. He made a good point, actually, because somebody reposted a video that Andre Cavassi made. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying, like, whatever you're doing right now. There's like 900,000 people trying to do it. Yeah. So don't get too comfortable. And I feel like that's basically what took place here. Mm-hmm. Like, because Tay is so good at what he does, I feel like he failed and forgot. Also, what's very ironic, too, after this whole thing, he started posting up hair from Young Miami, the city girls. Yeah. Like, it was just very strange. Very strange, yeah. I will say. Hmm. 
but that's what I'm saying too. Like, I don't know what kind of contract he worked out with Nikki for mm-hmm. him not to be able to do other people's hair. Right. But I do feel like that shouldn't stop your back. Like, you, you should be expanding your portfolio to as much people as possible. For sure. Take for example, things, Tokyo. Yeah. Like, Tokyo does Cardi. She does um, Kylie. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other people. Kellan from Atlanta. He mm-hmm. does Black China. A whole bunch of other people. Like, you shouldn't make it, oh, I'm doing Nikki, I can't do anybody else. Right. You know, like, you're not going to be doing her ops, but you shouldn't stop doing anybody else. Right, right. You know, so, like, loyalty, like, this is your business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't stop your bag because of loyalty to a client? Like, come on. Facts. You know, so definitely, that's that. Um, Have you been seeing, like, the black and white photos that everyone has been posting? Like, specifically, like, a lot of females are posting these black and white pictures of themselves. No. Like, pretty much the entire house. Is that like a challenge? Yes. Oh, you I have think I was tagged in this, but I didn't do it. But I don't... Yeah. So basically, um, a lot of the housewives are doing it, from Nini to Eva, Cynthia, um... A lot of celebrities suit Tammy, Rivera, Rashida. A lot of Atlanta celebrities, I should say, female mm-hmm. specifically, have been doing it. A lot of um, my college friends are doing it. And basically, it's a challenge, but I don't really think people are aware of what exactly the challenge is for. So in Turkey, there's a femicide going on Ooh. where a lot of females are just murdered just for being females so this challenge is basically to spread awareness about that Mm. and these bitches are turning it into something else well yeah because I feel like that's not the message I got when I sent the the, the, the challenge that's why I did okay yeah apparently like 500 um, females were murdered just last week wow 500 so it's a big thing and I just like want to take time out to just inform you all about like what exactly is being done and if you're spreading awareness like spread it in the right way like don't just jump on these fucking challenges because you don't know what the fuck you're doing wow point blank and period um, really quick, you want to talk about Nikita Dragon and Sweetie? <laughs> so basically, you know Nikita. I just can't. Yeah, Nikita, Nikita is such a problematic figure. I really didn't know who this person was until like I want to say oh, like a month ago. Yeah, who basically oh, is Nikita. transgender now. Job. And like I guess she um, recorded her transition, so like that's how the following became massive. Mm-hmm. Well, they dug into her tweets from 2012, and let me just read them off to you. And I just want your general reaction. I, I really won't be surprised. She has done some quite alarming things in the past. So this one says, "Imagine being black. I could never." <gasps> When you're so tan, you look black. Right? And then there's another one that says, we've all met a child, which makes you realize why child abuse became a thing. No. Yeah. I'm screaming. And then another one says... I'm not saying your child is ugly. I'm just saying you'll never have to worry about pedophiles. Right? So these tweets were dug up from 2012. Wow. 
And basically, TMZ saw a sweetie who I guess she did a project with Nikita a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she did a little promo video. Yeah. A situation of like sweetie and um, Nikita to tap in. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, they asked um, Sweetie about Nikita and, like, the tweets, and are they still, like, associated? And she basically was just, like, no. And then it was just, like, a lot of little shade being thrown, like, within the video. And now people are saying that they're at odds. (laughs) Well, let me just say one thing, like... So, Nikita also, like, got her rise to fame of, like... Um, she, like, did, like, a promo video about, like, the Victoria's Secret fashion show and, like, it not being any trans women there. And so she made a, her own little promo video and that went viral. And so that's another oh, wow. another way of, of how she became, like, known. Fame. However, she has a history of being problematic, especially when it comes to appropriating black fucking culture. Oh, like, she's a vulture, too? Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> terrible. Like, she's either fucking brown or she's fucking orange or she she really like loves embodying this whole cunt persona and like really taking from like black culture and black women specifically um how she chooses to dress and like the lingo how she talks and like actually like perpetuating like being hashtag like a ghetto girl to some extent like she even I think I believe last year for fashion week she had a wig made and it was box braids and she had the nerve to fucking like post a caption explaining explaining what the fuck box braids were and I'm like bitch are you fucking dumb Nikita I feel like the name says a lot too (sighs) yeah so anything (laughs) she does does not surprise me she is literally like I just She's just so repulsive and cringy. And this is why also, too, as black celebrities, like, you have to know who you are doing business with. Yeah. And who you're standing next Yo. to. Because, like, yes, like, when I seen it, I was like, sweetie, what are you doing with her? Like. Yeah. Like, literally, like, Nikita just loves black. Like, she loves black culture. She loves taking from black women. Preferably light-skinned black women. I'm not surprised. And, like, she just loves, like, putting them on, on, on her channel. And she's and Asian, right? Yeah, she's, like, Filipino or some shit like that. Okay. And, like, she of loves... Color, I would say. And she loves putting them on her channel and, like, all this other shit and hockey key and it's all for Definitely a moment. possible. Yes, and it's all for a moment because she has this huge following. following. Yes. And it's just, like, girl, like, I just can't, like... You just need to know who you are standing next to. Like, I feel like when people become celebrities, like, it, like there's a fucking... Like, Sweetie and Nikita had no business linking up. There's a number on everyone's head. And I feel like it's about, like, your following or if you appeal to the masses. And, like, me linking up with you, that's going to help me get yeah. bigger. And I feel like that's how celebrities view it. They don't necessarily, like... I think it's not good because now every time that you link up with someone, now you got to explain their fucking dumbass actions. This is true. Or like, when fucking TMZ sees you like, and like, it asks you how you feel about it. Yeah. And you gotta fucking say something. So, um, that concludes our checklist this yes, week. And now let's get into the checkpoint portion of the show. Ooh, another phase. And this is your phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna talk about Izu Chu. 
Kuru? Don't even get me started. I don't know how to pronounce that, so. You heard about this? Nope. And I don't know, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Izu Chukwu Madubweze, known as Izu. Thank you. I think I did a pretty good job. I think so, too. Shout out to me. Izu is a creative designer and founder of Uhuru Designs, which is a United States-based clothing company. He um, basically took his own life over allegations of sexual assault. Wow. Yeah. So a Twitter influencer and female rights activist by the name of Nanichi Anis added Izu's name to a list of sexual offenders on social media in late June 2020. She claimed to have received information from some anonymous ladies who have alleged that they were the victim of sexual assault Mm -hmm. from him. And Izu, along with, I guess, like, publicists, like, they tried to reach out to Nanichi Mm -hmm. to, like, understand, like, who is accusing him and, like, specifically what did he do that was considered sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, like, simply commenting on someone's outfit Mm -hmm. can be considered sexual assault. Mm -hmm. So, basically, she, um did a poor job of basically explaining what was taking place and she basically used the excuse of she wants to protect the victims and continue to like slander his name mm-hmm. which is also connected to his brand Interesting. so it's really a That's very checkpoint because basically um, wow. he was saying he made a video basically prior to him dying killing himself and he basically said that he reached out to her multiple times trying to figure out like who exactly these people were Mm -hmm. and what exactly did he do and he also told the victims to which he don't even know that he apologizes for what he's done and he also went on to say that Nanishi um, thank you for putting together the list. Mm-hmm. However, like when it came to actually um, addressing the harassment and actually him defending himself, he mentioned that she did a poor job. So prior to that, it was just like a lot of different things that he had like an issue with in terms of the situation. Very murky. This very murky. Very, and especially since the outcome is you know suicide suicide like that's clearly like something that's also related to mental health um and no I'm just saying like the reason that like made it like clear like depression and like whatever he was feeling led him there cause basically like from what the blogs are saying it is it is I, I definitely agree with you on that what the blogs are saying is that he was contacted by his friends who saw the post. So, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even, like, him just scrolling and saw it. It's, mm-hmm. so, like, multiple people reached out to him mm-hmm. about the post. And then, like, when he tried to, like, understand, like, what did he do or what, who mm-hmm. was accusing him, nothing. Yeah. You know, so imagine, like, every day, like, people are um, labeling you as this harasser. Yeah. You're completely in the dark. And, like, you're basically getting bullied. Essentially. Essentially. And that's why, like, these pages and things of that nature, like, it it becomes murky when you don't have clear 
expectations and like guidelines of like what the purpose of this page is for and like how to go about submitting like your stories and submissions because it's just like well if you're just gonna put out a random ass tweet listing a bunch of people mm-hmm. and they don't provide any context like to some extent that should be defamation basically is what you know took what I mean? place in like, this situation um basically I'm sorry saying basically <laughs> <laughs> as reactions grew um yeah, and Izu and they had like a conversation mhm and she basically apologized to him and he apologized to her but she never took to like Twitter and addressed everything yeah she, well, that fucking matters because you still got people dragging your name retweeting shit yeah she doing shit mm-hmm, bullying mm-hmm. cyberbullying yeah she tweeted that her intentions were genuine and then she deactivated her Twitter account so he was still getting bullied yeah and then ultimately like it and so has she made any comment not that I've seen wow so it's really sad um that this is taking place yeah that's really eerie cause like I said I understand like of like giving um survivors a platform to like anonymously share their stories and etc but it's like if you as the person are gonna be that gateway to have survivors share their stories then you need to share the story share the stories conceal the name but you can share the story share the stories and if the people that are being accused are reaching out to you because they want to know granted I don't think that yeah you should have gave them their name but it's like if you could have recounted a story that would have jogged their memory that would have been enough or something like that like that would have been more insightful than to like be super vague yeah because who knows like you, you just don't I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like it's um, very unfortunate the way things took place. And then, yeah. like his last tweet, if you're reading this, I'm dead. It was kind of in poor taste. Yeah. LOL. And then he used the um some app called Crowdfire, which basically you can schedule tweets to go out. Mm. So it's just real murky. Yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like this is also a thing for like people who are creating these pages and who are um, speaking out. Yeah. I think it's important to to decipher what exactly is the sexual harassment that's being spoken mm-hmm. about. Sexual assault. Sexual assault or what have you. And I don't know because I feel like too like it is something that's often weaponized. Because the the problem is that like once an allegation is out there for for men, whether it's true or not, but especially if it's not true, mm-hmm. the damage is already done. Period. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, let's take for instance in this extreme case of like Michael Jackson. Like he's no no longer here, but it's like the kids came out and said Michael never touched me. My parents made me sit there and lie because they wanted money but nobody cares because some people still refer to them out there. as a fucking child child molester 100% you know what I mean and, so it's like it what sorry do you give somebody who was like and granted I'm not saying that like these allegations against Izu were false, false or not but like right. we don't know we don't know and then he didn't know yeah you know so like it's real just weird and I just feel like he even said it too, like the way how she handled the situation was super poor, especially given that everything he had was on the line. Like yeah. his name, his brand, 
everything was on the line. Yeah. And, and even tying back to last week when I did my checkmate on the SUNY Speak Up on mm-hmm. the on that page, like the girl running the page went through. Um, she had to be very clear on like how you submit your submissions and like what you yeah. share because it's out of protection of like you as the survivor sharing your story protection of her but then also the other also the the person you are accusing yeah right so it's just it's um yeah yeah it's murky and i think too like in terms of like what exactly is considered sexual assault and yeah. sexual harassment like it is like very it's a large spectrum of things absolutely so like i said like you could simply compliment someone's dress mm-hmm. and that be labeled sexual harassment yeah which is also in the same category of someone groping someone else right you know so it's yeah. just like i don't know like it's, it's just very nuanced yes it's everything nuanced. is grouped together and i think like it needs to be better laid out yeah and also i feel like this is why like Yes, like, I know social media has led us in a lot of big, like, movements, but Mm -hmm. sometimes not every, like, sometimes we have to be more intentional and thoughtful about how we use social media and the type of movement and traction we want to give things. Absolutely. Because it has has lasting impacts at the end of the day. It definitely does. And, like, in this case, like, you know, whether or not he did assault women, I think they like he took his own life now. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? With like, and we don't know. Maybe he was out of guilt. Maybe we don't. We don't know. But I don't know if that should have been the outcome for him. Yeah, I don't know. Like with this specific case, like in terms of like how everything was laid out and like what I think, I think it is very murky and. Like, I just felt like with him, like, it became not even the sexual harassment accusations, but the bullying that yeah. was. And you and after you, that, and like as a page, like as the woman who is leading this page, like you have a responsibility mm-hmm. because you're putting out this information. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's definitely something that needs to be spoken about. And um, <sighs> oh goodness, yeah. So on a lighter note, There's this a- is something I have been discussing, honey. Who comes first? The mom, the wife, or the kids? I, I need to know. Are we talking about the video so that's been going viral? Yes, the video that has been going viral of this wife breaking the fuck down over her mother-in-law sitting in the passenger seat and her husband driving her car. Ooh. Yeah. That's the real tea of it all. Her car. Her car. That's what I want everyone to understand. So she was giving big drama in the video and she was like, she's going to the back, right? And he was like, nah, that's my mom. She's staying in the front. That, I want to say that that particular video clearly shows that clearly this is a deep-rooted issue within that relationship, though. I low-key thought that it was staged. <laughs> the video was given stage. Like the it was given drama was stage. just so big. But I'm gonna just take it for what it's worth and you know use this as a a catapult. Yes. Of you know I, I wrote I, I saw two different posts. I saw one post by my favorite unproblematic baby mother mm-hmm. Kayla. I love her. Who? Kayla Will. Rick. Um. Not not Rick Ross. What's this? What's this? Who baby mother is this? Kayla Will? Yes, you know her. I forgot. Whatever. She's unproblematic. <laughs> and she be out the way. Oh, um, out the way. Oh, no. This is P from Quality Control. Hit oh, that nigga. Kayla. Anyways, she goes, I, 
<laughs> so you gotta give Lyra eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> so Lyra's on a big check. Horrible. Basically, wow, okay. He gotta give Lyra eleven thousand dollars because he altered text messages. Need to get on there. Who comes first, mom or the kid? So um, basically, Kayla goes on Twitter and she goes, "I didn't give birth to my son to put the responsibility on him to make me his number one priority for the rest of his life. Oh. One day he will have his own family, and I will respect that. I'm raising him." to be his own man not mine and these are a lot of perspectives I've seen of like you know who comes first and I really feel like you know if you're on a boat and you got one life life jacket who you gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to my partner Totally different perspective. I'm gonna give it to my partner because a boat and a life jacket. I'm gonna give it to my <laughs> Why I feel like you know, as my like my parent, like you know, you lived your life, you got mad memories. Like you know what I mean? Like wow. we, like you know, like I feel like your, I feel like your partner, especially like you're married, it's like your own family. So let me ask you something. You won't give it. You won't give a life jacket to your partner. What if that partner? Here we all survive. Cheat on you. Cheat on you. See what? I want to know. No. Because the way how I look at it, in that perspective specifically, like with the car, that's totally different. With the life jacket, my mother's gonna be there forever. Forever as long as she lives, she's gonna be in my corner. This partner. Who knows? Like, you, you might wake up one day. solid bitches, that's why. <laughs> you might wake up one day and decide that you don't want me. My mother's always gonna want me. You know? So, like, that's how I'm the boat. <laughs> it's the boat for you? you and I'm, that lady brought me into this world. And she could take you out. And I could find another partner. I'm not gonna find another mother. Okay, see, now, I don't like when you took that, because now you're like, oh, you in that. You said life jacket. Oh my you should have kept it in the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> you should have kept it in the fucking car, not in the, in the fucking yacht. Basically. I'm you should have kept it in the car. All right, well, let's, well let's take it back to the car. I feel like, me personally, I don't have a problem. Like, I wouldn't have an issue with my my partner's mother sitting in the front, in, in the passenger seat or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it's one of some, like, I. For me, it's more so a respect thing of like elders and like whatever the case may be. So it's like, yes, even though I might be your wife, yeah, but it's like, elders. yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna do that. Definitely. I However, agree. if you come pick me up in your in in the passenger seat is your homeboy, that nigga gotta get up. Yeah. I, to the back. Period. I don't care. Even if it's a cousin, to the back. I just feel like in this situation. He should have just took the L and he sit in the back and let her drive. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> really? That's what the OD. That's changing the game. That's what he should have did. I felt like him having them compete for the front seat. Like that's Compl- really wild. Who was really in the passenger seat unbothered though? She was just. I like, ain't going nowhere. But then it really did give me like a my skit? son is my man type of vibe though. Oh, so low key. And I was just like, mm, that's a deeper conversation too to have. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know, but if I have to say, 
a person with one life jacket. You're saving your partner and clearly. What that says about me, but we're just not going to get into it. Says so much. <laughs> oh man, I'm crying. But yeah, um, that's definitely something that's been going viral. And we're going to do a poll. We're going to do a poll. I'm going to see. Well, who would you say? Mom, wife, or kid? Oh, we need to talk about the kids. <laughs> you know, I'm team after kids. Listen. Yeah, I think the mom and the wife definitely hold priority. Like, I'm gonna get some more kids. Like, you can make some more kids, no shade. But in the car? Like, <laughs> it depends on the situation. Who comes first? Yeah. Cause, like, you would save your kid. Like, in a boat situation, you would save your kid before your mom and your wife, no? My answer still holds true. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yo, let's get off of this. Honestly, yeah, this, this was a real checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just reconvene next week. Now let's get into the checkmate. Check yourself. Check yourself portion of the show. So, oh my gosh! I don't know what this name is, but I cannot wait to hear about it. What's the name? Say it. Demetria Johnson. Hopefully ain't no kin to me. Demi- <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this. If you're in a relationship and for some reason that relationship ends, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It doesn't make any sense for you to try to fucking seek revenge. Like, just leave it alone. So, Demetra Johnson, who is 30 years old, she basically broke up with her man, and her man moved on, Mm -hmm. right? Her man moved on to, mind you, Demetra is 30. Her man moved on to 39-year-old Tamika Skinner. Mm-hmm. Right? He got an older woman. All right. Well, cool action. Tamika Skinner's body was found in a wooded area. Continue. Oh, you continue. Tamika Skinner's body was found in a wooded area in Alabama. Sis was shot to death. Not sis. Right? Police discovered Skinner's vehicle hours later when they noticed an SUV and a high-speed chase ensued, right? The SUV wrecked, and four people were found in the car. One, Demetra Johnson. Sean Johnson, who I'm guessing is Demetra's big brother, who's 40 years old. Joshua Tobert. And one other person, Javion Phillips. So, Demetra rounded up three men to kill Tamika after Tamika was in a relationship with her ex, man. That's Now they're all facing murder charges. For what? A man? A man. That's what I'm saying. Like, this will be on fatal attraction. Like, this is sick. Like, Demetra, I mean, why? Were they like madly in love? Like, what's the if it's on some? Clearly, I not madly, because he moved on. Was it on some like 
I, if I can't be with you, then no one can. Basically is what she gave. And it's just sick. And I feel like we're hearing a lot of these stories. It's so strange. Like, ladies and gentlemen, like, if he or she doesn't want to be with you, move on. That crime of passion shit is sick. Like, it's really disgusting at this point. Like, for real. Oh, my goodness. Move on. Like, to really, like, set up a fucking murder and have fucking three. three. people? <laughs> like, you're ODing, Demetra, and you need to check yourself. Like, how intricate was this plot? You will have a lot of time with yourself because, bitch, you're going to jail. This slammer. And that's on period. You are doing a minimum of 25. Well, let me tell you. And that's on that. And that's being generous. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, we kind of, like, touched on grieving and we touched on the black business um, technique. Mm-hmm. So I think we're pretty much done with this portion of the show. Yeah. Be sure to follow us on the socials. And Instagram, The Checkers Podcast, Twitter, at The Checkers Pod. And tell a friend to tell a friend to check in. Check the fuck in, okay? Check the fuck out. Okay. Bye. Came over, this is Checkers, baby. You was playing Checkers. <laughs>